Welcome to tonight's edition of Dafyomi. Dafyomi, as always, is brought to you in conjunction with the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial. Uh, tune in tonight at 9 o'clock for nightly halacha along, along, along these networks. Um, we are holding Sochem, today's Daf is Daf Yidal from Sochem. We're on towards the bottom of Daf Yudam and Bez at the Mishnah. Uh, we touched a little upon it last night, but we'll, we'll, we'll start from there again. Uh, the Mishnah says, very interesting idea, exactly when and how and how much pedika has to be done. So the Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda Oimer, Yudamit Beis, towards the bottom. Yeah, it's uh, in the, if you're in the art school world, it's, it's, oh, MB3. No, three. MB3. Top of 10B3, Yudamit Beis. Okay, Rabbi Huda Oimer. Rabbi Huda says, we, we, we search the Chomets on the night of the 14th. And he seemingly says, again in the morning of the 14th, and, and around the sixth hour when, when it becomes Usr Torah to, to have Chomets in your possession. So, so he, he, he seems that he says you need to do Badika three times. That's what it, that, that, that's what it seems. Chacham said, lo badak, if, if, if you don't, or Larbosa, if you don't do Badika at night, Yivdok Barbosa, you should do Badika in the morning. Lo badak Barbosa, if you don't do it in the morning, Yivdok Basokha Moe. You should check, you should check like right before the sixth hour. But and, and even if you forgot before Chatzos, before midday, you should do Bidika between midday and the beginning of Pesach. So that, that, that that's what he says. Omasha Meshire, and Chomets that's left after the Bidika. Now we're talking about on the night of the 14th, right? Where you have uh you do bedikas chavis, but you want to eat dinner, that and you still allowed to eat chametz. Masha mishayer, what's left over? Yanichenu bedsina. You should you should put it in a private, secure place. Kadesh lo yehid sarek bedika achar, because if you if you have small children who are going to take it all over the house uh, after you did bedika, so then you're going to be forced into a situation where you have to do bedika again. So so we can't we can't obviously. Uh, have that okay? So you're supposed to put it in. You should have a special place. I know a lot of people uh, this year. Every Pesach falls out on Shabbos, so so a lot of people when that happens, they they have they eat their Shabbos meals on the porch. They eat outside, so so they don't have to worry about uh, chametz uh, at all. It's really not a bad idea if, if you're uh, um, now now uh, if it wasn't Corona time, I would say that maybe we could uh, have. Uh, uh, we should eat in the shul, and then we could have what's his name here, uh, and we could. Uh, do, I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, but but it's not a bad idea if the weather is nice to to eat your Shabbos meals outside. I remember va- I remember vaguely, vaguely as a kid that one year when Eric Pesach fell out on Shabbos, I remember eating in our hallway on Friday afternoon. Uh, there was a table in the hallway of the house. The dining room was already Pesadik. And the, we had table in the hallway, and that's where we were eating our Shabbos meals. I have to vague remember it. It's going to be an interesting Shabbos, because Shabbos will be at 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll only have a certain amount of time to eat uh, the Suda Shabbos. Uh, we'll get to, uh, um, we should get, to, we will get to those halachos before in the Gemara here, and then we'll have a Mr. Shema Shabbos Gadol Drasha on the topic as well. And I'll do that the week before, not, not on the morning of. Uh, the, the week, uh, that day, we'll just have Daf Yomi. All right, anyway, uh, five says the Gemara. Now, so it seems like according to Rabbi Yehuda, you need to do Bedikas Chametz three times. So the question is, my time uh, to Rabbi Yehuda, what's, what's, what's the reason? What's the reason for Rabbi Yehuda? What's the reason that he says that you have to do three times? So the Gemara says, "Rav Chista, Rav Baravuna, the Amri Tarvayu, Kineged Shalos Hashbasos Shevatora." There are three expressions in the Torah that indicate the need to get rid of chametz. 
Shenamar, as it says, Lo Right, you can't have you can't have chametz seen in your house. The second one is is you shouldn't uh, find the chametz in your house. Uh, I'm sorry, two psukim that mean the same thing. It's it's lo chametz So on the one hand, you have it that you can't see chametz in your house. You can't be in your possession. Number two, shiva siyamim seor lo the second expression is seven days soor can't be found in your house. Number three, so you have three different psukim which indicate that you have to get rid of your chomets. So Rabbi Huda says, based on that, you have to do bedika three, three different, three different, three different times. Now, so Masiv Rabbi Yosef, so, 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 so what Rabbi Yosef says, is it really true that he requires you to do Pedikos Chometz three different times? Rabbi Huda Oimer, it says in the Brisa, Kol Shelo Badak Vishlosha Parakimelu, Halalo, anyone who didn't check in any one of those three periods of time, either the night, the morning, or before the sixth hour, Shuvein uh, Abodek, then he, he doesn't do Pedikos anymore. Alma, so what does that imply? Okay. That the Chachamim, the Chachamim only argue with Rabbi Yehuda in one area, meaning, meaning, can you do Bedika after the sixth hour of the day? That seems to be, that, that seems to be the only Machlokas, but they don't, but he doesn't seem to argue about three different times. So how can you say that he, that he requires it three different times? So Mazucha Masnehochi. So Mazutra learned the question differently. Master Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Koshalo Bodak Beecha Mishlosh Prokim Olalu Shuvein Abodek Alma B'Shuvein Abodek Kudepliki. So it said it it seems to say that only if you didn't do Bedika, that's when they argue. So it doesn't seem that Rabbi Yehuda really holds that you need that you need to do it uh, three times. Ella. So what does Rabbi Yehuda really mean? Rabbi Huda Nami im lo meaning what really Rabbi Huda is saying is 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 the following: If I don't, you're supposed to do bedika at night first time. If I didn't do bedika at night, now I have a second opportunity, which is the morning. And if I didn't do it in the morning, I have a third opportunity, which is before the sixth hour. Not to say that you require to do it all three times. And uh, uh, so, how do you? If that's true. How? Do, what's the? What exactly is the machlokas between Rabbi Huda and the Chachamim? So, so, uh, so, the Hacha, the Hacha, the Hacha. This is what they argue. Marsava, mikame isura in, basa isura love. Is bedika effective only before the time Chametz is usher? Or even after, Rabbi Huda says no. Once it's once Shas beer, which is the sixth hour, the Chatzos comes, and Chometz is usher. So Bedikas Chometz is not an effective process anymore. Is it also to eat or also to see? Also to eat. Well, at that point, it's also to eat or both. Saying it's also. It's not. It's not on the same status as Pesach itself. It's only a lav. It's not kores, but you can't. So maybe you can't. For that, for that reason alone, yeah. No, so some mikame isura in basa isura lo, uh, and, and and but but after that meaning, but but mikame isura in basa isura lo, gezera dilma asi lemechumine, v'rabanan sari lo gersin. So why can't you do bedika after after the zman? Because he's afraid you'll you'll search it, you'll find it, and then you'll eat it. And then you really then you're violating an Islam in a Torah of eating chametz. So 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 he said that, and the rabbi weren't so concerned. Uh, so the Gemara asked, "Mi gazo Rabbi Huda? Dilma asul mechomine." I don't need that. I'm on the battery stroke. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, umi gaza umi gaza Rabbi Huda. Dilma asul mechomine. Is it true? That Rabbi Huda really said was really concerned that you might that you might come. Does Rabbi Huda decree that one one 
not deal with a forbidden food because he might come to eat it. Right? Is that always true? You know, it sounds like that what Rabbi Huda is saying is that the reason why Vidika after the six hours usher is because he might come and eat it. And that's the reason why he said, but is that true? That I didn't say that you're looking for it, I'll destroy it, and once you find it, you're gonna want to eat it. That's what he's saying. Yeah, so the, yeah, right, right. So the Gemara asks, is that really true? Is that what he holds? So 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 just uh, uh, again, it's a Pesach related topic too. You're not allowed to eat what's called chadash, right? You're not allowed to eat the new grain until the second day of Pesach, until they bring what's called the Korban Omer. We, we pass in the halacha that counting the Omer Bismanazeh is, is a din durabonan. Why? Because the, because the Torah introduces the concept of Sfiras Omer by, with a Korban, and it ends it with a Korban. It's the Korban Omer on the second day of Pesach. Um, and then, then you have the Korban Shteyalechem, which is on Shavuos. So, so in a big debate in the Gemara, it's a big machlokas Rishonim, um, but ma- majority of Rishonim Paskin that that counting the Omer, without, in absence of the Korban, counting the Omer is the Rabbanan Bismanazah. Now, so that's just a, just a, that's just a side note. Uh, anyway, but uh, but the, but on the second day of Pesach, that's why we call it Sviras Omer. They brought what was known as the Korban Omer. You weren't allowed to eat the new grain that grew this year, so we call Chodosh until that Korban was brought. Um, after the base of Migdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai made a made a. Oh, by the way, th- that that day was called the Yom Hanayim. That day was refer- is referred to in the in Chazal as the day of the waving, because the part of the Korban Neif. Hanafa means to wave. Hey, nun pesofit. Because uh, because uh, part of the uh, of the korban was they used to wave it in all the directions. So it was called. So Chazal called that the Yom Hanef. Rabbi Yochanan certainly called it that. Uh, so after the base of Mikdash was destroyed, Rabbi Yochanan made a takana that you shouldn't eat chadash until the seventeenth instead of the sixteenth, uh, because he said he said that we're supposed to hope that the base of Mikdash should be rebuilt right away, and we don't want people to forget that 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 you have to wait for the korban haomer to eat the chadash, and 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 in absence of the korban haomer, you're allowed to eat eat chadash as soon as the sun rises on the sixteenth. So he's afraid. He was saying, "Oh, and people will say, "Eshtaked last year we we ate we ate we ate the korban um, right away. We ate the chadash right away, and 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 now he didn't. And now he didn't want to. Now he didn't want to. Um, he didn't want to mess that that up. So he said, wait an extra day. Anyway, so so, so anyway, that's just a little background to the next gemar. Uh, tonight. So, so we have a, uh, a Mishnah. Mishikara, I think it's in Menachos. Mishikara HaOmer, when they used to bring the, the Korban HaOmer, so the new grain became Mutter on that day. Yotzim, Umotzim, Eshavake, Yerushalayim, Shehem Meleim, Kemach, Bekali. It says they would go out and find in that very day the marketplaces of Yerushalayim filled with regular flour and oven dried grain from the new crop. Uh, I, I guess there was going to be a lot of uh, um, matzah bread on that day because they because they couldn't make chametz out of it. They had to they had to make matzah bread. Uh, I guess I guess they didn't hold from gabrachs. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, so motzim and shavake yivushalayim sheim malayim kemach v'kali. They would find it that it was filled with with uh, oven dried grain at, uh, from the new crop. Okay, all the babiches. Yeah, yeah. So he said, right? Shalom bird song chachamim osim, and that was the the marketplace was set up against the desire of the of the of the chachamim. Um, they didn't they didn't like that because they were afraid. To, uh, r- r- look at the top Rashi. So apparently, what used to happen was. Was was early in the morning they would set up the market with the with the flour and all of that stuff, and then they'd wait for the korban omer to be brought, and uh, then whatever. So the Gemara says that the chachamim did not like that because they were afraid that people, meanwhile, would forget that you're setting up, you have it, and you would you would eat. I'm not sure what they would eat. It was talking about flour. Oh, working, doing uh, bite. Yeah, yeah.
Yeah. That was the drug. The grain was ready. Yeah, this is for Pesach. Right. For Pesach. Oh, so the Gemara has. What do you mean? We see Beferish that Rabbi Huda was not concerned that that if you're if you're involved in something that you're not allowed to eat, that you might come to eat it. So why we so why wouldn't he allow Bedika after after Chatzos? So Amar Rava Shani Chadash. He said, he said, no, Chadash was different because since you, you were permitted, you permitted him to reap the grain only by plucking the stalks by hand. Like before the Omer offering is brought, it's forbidden to reap grain in the usual manner. Uh, uh, so they had a shinoi, meaning, meaning. No, the shidu was the way they picked the grain was different than normal, uh, but till they brought the korban, because they because to remind people that you could pick it, but you can't, but you can pick, but do not eat. Who's up? so therefore he's going to remind. In other words, in other words, by the by chadash there was a reminder. In other words, that even though you were oisek in it, but they had a reminder in place to remind you um, not not to not to eat it. So so who's up? Amalei Abaye. So Abaye says. Uh, now, uh, okay, I understand that when they're picking it. Uh, but if they're sifting it or they're, uh, um, no, Tchina is uh, gr- grinding it, grinding it, what's, what's the Shinoi? Yeah. So, hello, Kasha. So, it's, so it says, there too, they required you to grind it in a in a hand mill, meaning, uh, right, yeah. uh, not in the regular mill that was run by some kind of water or power. Harkada aliyadeh hanafa, and harkada, which is the the sifting, um, um, yeah, sifting would would be done by the back of the sieve. Again, they would do it with a shinoi to remind you that you can't eat it yet. So, so you can't bring a ride from that. So that's why Rabbi Huda was not goes there that you can't you can't deal with Khadash, but but Khamesh is different. Elohad is not. But but what about Kotzrim base hashalochim Bisheba Amakim? We are permitted to reap irrigated fields and fields in the valleys in the usual manner, even before the Omer is brought. Avalogochim, but we are not permitted to stack the harvested grain before it is. You could cut it, but you can't stack it. And we've established there that the Mishnah follows Rabbi Huda's opinion. Uh, the Gemara's proof from the latter part of the Mishnah, which states, the people of Yericho reaped before the Omer, and the Chachamim did not protest their action. The fact that the sages sometimes did and sometimes did not protest against the actions of the people of Yericho is attributed to Rabbi Huda, as, as the Gemara demonstrates from another Bryson, meaning he was the one who was the protest. protest. So, the Mishnah permits reaping of the grain in these fields in an ordinary way, even though it's forbidden to eat the grains until after the young. Since the Mishnah is following Rabbi Huda's view, we see that Rabbi Huda permits working with forbidden grain, even though even though you weren't allowed to eat it. We see Mepherish that he did. Interesting. So Abaye said, Chodash, there was a safeguard in a place. There was a natural safeguard in place. Everybody knows you're not allowed to eat Chodash until you bring the Korban Omer. And that's not a one-day thing. That's not you woke up on the morning of the 16th of Nisan, oh, I'm not allowed to eat Chodash. That's a double you do it. The whole, as, as the spring, as the harvest is coming in, you know you're not allowed to, to make matzah. You, you know that at your Seder, you can't have matzah from Chodash. You know that. Everybody knows that. So, so he says, so people won't, won't make that mistake. But chometz, that you're eating all the time, lo bidomine. So therefore, Rabbi Huda was concerned that if I did bidika after the sixth hour, I might come to, to eat it. Samarava, Samarava, the Rabbi Huda, the Rabbi Yehuda Kasha, the Rabbanan, the Rabbanan, lo Kasha. Even according to the Rabbanan who argue on Rabbi Huda, uh, and they contradict themselves. Why? 
The Chum were not concerned that you might, you know, eat Chometz. He says, he says, there is a contradiction. In one place, they say we're concerned. By Chomets, they weren't concerned. By Chodesh, they were concerned. So the Rabbi Huda, the Rabbi Huda, so Rabbi Huda, we're not concerned because he said, because we explained it already. We said the different, what, the reason why he's, the reason, Abaye explained it because he said, by Chomets, he's concerned because people eat it all the time. By Chodesh, is a natural safeguard of Chodesh. So he was, because said, Rabban, Rabban, Nami lo kasha, uh, is different. So the us. Why weren't the rabbanan concerned with chometz? So it's an interesting idea. He says because because what's the build up to Pesach? You do bedika. You you burn the chometz. Everyone knows that. Like it's not a even though we eat chametz all the time, but it's not a chiddush to say I'm burning the chametz. Everyone knows. Everyone, any any kid is is, is colored a picture with the candle and with the and with, and with the and with the fire and and we have all these pictures online. You know, everyone sees all the pictures with the chassidim and the, and the bonfires for on Erev Pesach. It's a known thing. So so of course it's a known thing. So we're not concerned. You know, I'm, I'm preparing the fire to burn. I'm going to come and eat it on top of that. No, the Gemara says it's not going to happen. We're not concerned about that. And that's why, and that's why, what? Hey, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Look at that. No, I'm saying, right, because I'm always sick in destroying it. I'm not going to come and eat it. Yeah, that's the, for it. That's right. Ravashi Omar, Ravashi said, the Rabbi Huda, the Rabbi Lokasha, he gave, he'll give another answer. He says, why? Uh, the reason why he's not concerned by Chodosh uh, like he is by Chometz is Kemach V'Kali Tanan. says Kemach V'Kali, which, which were in the marketplaces in Yerushalayim. Uh, and they're not really worthy of eating. Because flour. That's what, that's what, I, that's what I, 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 I alluded to this before. I just wasn't sure where they were going with this. It's flour. It's not edible. Who's eating flour? Kamal means kernels of, of, of the wheat or the flour. It's not really edible. So 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 he's not gonna eat that. Kamal Vikalita. No, it's great. No, no, no. Fruits don't have a dinner. <laughs> Only grain. An apple doesn't have a dinner. Does have a or? No, that's Bikuru. That's just great. Just great. Uh, I think barley also has a dinner But not so that's a grain. Yeah. Again, you're not going to eat barley. I think any of the I think any of the five grains probably, but uh, no fruits. Okay. Do, fruits don't have a dinner chodesh. Uh, uh, that's why you only see. That's why you only see it on pizza stores and bakeries. That we have yashan is grain. It's a dinner grain, right? So the Gemara says hadarav ravashi bedusa bedusa he. So the Gemara says, what are you talking about? What, 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 what ravashi said. Said is a is a, is a fiction. It's, a, it's, a, it's false. In some other places, the Talmud, the version of this word "bedusa," is an outside view, a more delicate term used to avoid saying that the Amora in question was mistaken. Why? For this answer, Ravashi is satisfactory of explaining why we should permit handling the grain from the time it became oven dried and on, when the grain is no longer fit to eat. Meikara ad kali. But from the beginning of the harvest, and the grain is still soft and edible uh, until it becomes oven dried, there is a bracha, if I'm not mistaken, I think you say ha'adama on, on, uh, on wheat kernels. There is a bracha for wheat kernels. Apparently, when it's first harvested, there is, and I, I think if, if, I, if I also remember right, um, I think you could give it to the animals. I think it's, it's where it's roi le, lachilas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the chitema al kituf kidurava, and if you say by way of it that since the grain was harvested by plucking, that there's no reason to be concerned, as Rava said before, elakotzrim beisashlochem But then, with regard to the Mishnah that says one is permitted to reap irrigated fields and fields of the valley in the usual manner, 
Why does Rabbi Huda not permit reaping the still forbidden grain in those fields in the normal manner out of concern that they will eat it? So Ravashi said, we must therefore accept Abaye's answer that Rabbi Huda's decree decrees a ban on dealing with forbidden foods only when people are accustomed to use them right away, like chomets. But 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 chodash, which which the word is out on the street that you're not allowed to eat chodash, even an out even an hour time. You know you know my my hafter kids. There are kids that know about chodash. Like like they they've seen this they they've seen the signs on a pizza store or on a on a bagel store. Uh, even they know even they know about chodash. Ta, ta for, we have a come on the state. Uh, okay. Right. Fine. So 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 that so that's what it is. Okay. Um, is it true that in every Isser that we don't separate from, like Chomets, where we're eating all the time, that, that Rabbi Huda says that you can't, you can't deal with it? Is uh, we had this at the end of Masechah Shabbos. Person may not perforate an eggshell, the malena shemen, fill the shell with oil, the yitnena b'sada nem, and place it alongside a lamp. Right, right. This is a, uh, you know, you, you're mavi, you're, you're you're adding fire. Although nears, right, the eggshell served as a reservoir of oil suspended over the cup. A small hole in the bottom of the shell allowed the oil to drip into the cup at a measured rate. So, we say this Friday night, it's part of A person may not perforate an eggshell, and fill it with oil, and place it alongside a candle. So, it should drop because out of concern that he might remove some of the oil. From the eggshell to use, and thereby is chaya for extinguishing, right? Because if the if, even if you did this before Shabbos, if you take away some of the oil, so then you, you're causing the candle to burn less, and that's called um, kibui. It's ground 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 kibui. Vafil hishal cheres, and even if the reservoir is 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 um, cheres, it's a clay earthenware. Rabbi Huda Matya. Rabbi Huda says. Now, olive oil is something that people are, are, are yet detached from and are in the habit of consuming all the time. Yet, Rabbi Hood does not decree against using such a lamp. Here, I'll read you the note. Note 22. Rashi notes that the Gemara points out this contradiction only in regard to Rabbi Huda, but not in regard to the sages. Because the sages consider Chomesh an exception to the rule on the account of the fact that conducting a search the purpose of destroying, which is found, serves to remind people not to eat it, as we said. This reason clearly does not apply to the oil of the lamp. Oh, so 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 that so so we see that Rabbi Huda is matir. He's not concerned that you should you'll take the oil and and cr- create kibui. So Gemara answers, Hasa Mishum de Shabbos So so there the Gemara answers, no, again, again. Um, what I like to call natural safeguards. There are natural safeguards in place. It's called Shabbos. And people are mocked on Shabbos. So, uh, so, so Rabbi Huda wasn't worried that people are going to take away some of the oil. Virame to Shabbos to Shabbos. Uh, then I can ask you a question from Shabbos to Shabbos. Did Tanya. It says, Chevel, uh, right? If you have, uh, we had this also, I think it's an error. Yeah, a rope. You had chavel. Yeah, chavel deli shenifsak. If the rope of a pail snapped, lo yehe kosher. One should not tie it, the torn ends of the rope together with a knot, because you're not allowed to make a knot on Shabbos. Ela onvo. Rather, rather you should tie it with a with a bow. Rabbi Huda Oimer korech alav. Punda o pesikya. One may wind a hollow belt or garter around it. Uh, the tornas. I think this is an air of it. I think. Oh, well, yeah, they all they all merge together. Obavad shaloyan venom. Provided he does not tie it with a bow. Apparently, Rabbi Huda prohibits tying a bow out of concern that one might come to tie a knot. While the rabbis do not meet the need for such a measure, 
Kasha, Dravi Huda, Dravi Huda. Of course, by the lamp, he says that he's not concerned that people will come and, and, and do kibbutz. But here, by the knot, by the bow, he is concerned that people might come and, and tie a knot. So, so oh, Kasha, the Rabbonin, not the Rabbonin. Then the, and, 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 in, and in the opposite, the, uh, the Rabbonin say uh, that, that you, the Rabbonin are concerned here, but they, no, they were concerned over there, but they're not concerned here. So the Rabbanan the Rabbanan lo kasha shemen b'shemen mechalik because oil is readily confused with oil. The oil in his lamp is indistinguishable from oil he uses throughout the year in his food. Therefore, the rabbis were concerned that someone might take oil out of the eggshell to use it for his food. In other words, you might want to make salad dressing, and 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 you just take you'll take oil from the from the the shell that's hanging over the lamp. You're not thinking. That that oil is designated for the light, so that's why you might make that mistake. <laughs> but but there is a difference between tying a bow and and, and a knot. So therefore, the rabbanon weren't concerned. The rabbi Yudah, the rabbi Yudah, lokasha tama. The rabbi Yudah, No, the reason why Rabbi Yudah says that tying a bow on Shabbos, it's not because he's concerned about tying a knot. El mikshum aniva gufa shirahi. No. So the Gemara says, no, what Rabbi Huda held on Shabbos is that even tying a bow was also. Not that he was concerned that you, no, we're trying to, we're trying to prove that Rabbi Huda held that, that we stay away from something because we might come to, to, to the next level of Avera. But the Gemara says, no, wait till that. By Shabbos, he holds that the bow itself is also. So it's, it's nothing to do with the next step. He holds that he's he, yeah he holds uh, aniva is uh, is also aniva gufa kishiri and it's also in our Torah. Uh, what? It's a big, it's a question, but we don't, but it's not permanent. So so some people say you're not supposed to tie a double knot, but it's a question. Barami rabbanan the rabbanan, and we have a question of the rabbanan on the rabbanan. It's not kosherin deli. Right, it says that we're allowed to tie the uh, the bucket. One may tie a pail to the top of a well with a garter using a regular knot, but not with a rope. Rabbi Huda permits doing so even with a rope. So what type of rope does this refer to? If it's an ordinary rope, Rabbi Huda doesn't allow such a thing. It's a, it's a permanent knot, and he certainly will come to leave the rope in place. So, so he certainly wouldn't have allowed that. El Pshita de Gardi. So it's obvious that the Mishnah refers to a weaver's rope. Since such a rope is not fit for regular use in a well, he will not leave it tied to the pail. I really feel like we've done this before. And the and, and the rabbana and the rabbanan decreed against a weaver's rope out of concern that you might use a, an ordinary rope. This contradicts their ruling in the case of the bow, where they did not ban; they weren't concerned about tying the tying a regular knot. Mercer's in Rope is readily confused with another one. No, so the Gemara answers: There's a difference between a rope and and a, and a bow. A bow is a sign that you're not allowed to tie anything further, that you can't make a permanent tie. But one rope and another rope is easily is easily confused. Fine. So, so the Gemara continues on this on this line of questioning. So again, the Gemara asks, and is it true that any time there was, there's a concern of the next step, uh, uh, the, uh, the Rabbi Huda the mine Tanya. We have we have a case of Bahor. Right. So uh, the firstborn animal goes to the Kohen. So you're not allowed to pur- purposely put a mum in it. Sha'akhazadam. So so what the case was that the animal was uh was seized by a congestion of blood. Afilu who base. I mean, there's too much blood, and somehow I, 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 I'm not exactly what that means, but some form of uh, the first one. Uh, it, yeah, it, it has it has too much blood. Yeah, it had, they believe they, they believe very strongly in bloodletting. So, so it, too much blood build up, they would they would release blood. So, so a bechorsh achozodam, a filo who even if he will die if left as is. 
Ain makizim odam. You can't do bloodletting. Dibe Rabbi Yehuda. Chacham Amrim Yakiz. You do a little little blemish, but not a real one. Although blood can 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 be let by making an incision in part of the body that will not leave a blemish, Rabbi Huda nonetheless forbids doing so because of concern that he might lead you to making a permanent blemish. And if you forbid this, even though people are detached from and therefore careful about consecrated items. So Gemara says, no, that's not a proof. Since a person is in turmoil, Almamono uh, over his money because it's a bechor, right? Uh, and Khan the Kohen is concerned that the bechor shouldn't do. I'm reading Isharisle. If I allow him to bloodlet, b'makom she'eno simbol mum, asi lemebed b'makom she'os simbol mum. We're concerned that if we allow him to bloodlet, he's going to uh, he's going to bloodlet anyway. And, and, and therefore, uh, so it's the Rabbanan, uh, and the Rabbanan were concerned that if we don't give him a, an opportunity to fix the animal, he's definitely going to make a mum in the animal because because he's not going to want to just let the animal uh, um, stand there and die. Uh, we have Min? Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll finish up after, after tomorrow. Okay, Min. Yeah, I'm just going to put the record on pause. All right. So anyway, so we were, so we were discussing this this issue of of when when Rabbi Yehuda does he does he you know let separation or or, or does he call, does you have to separate from something because because of, of an iser of, of involvement? Yeah, you might come to go to the next uh, level. So so the last thing we mentioned. Was was the case of Bechor. The case was that a a Bechor that was filled with blood. Um, that, so so the Tanakam, the Rabbi Huda said that even if it's going to die, you're not allowed to uh, bloodlet. If you look at the last Rashi on Omen Aleph, it says even in a place that um, that you won't make a blemish. Uh, number of places on the animal. Rabbi Huda was concerned that you shouldn't do it even though you, because you might make a mum. And even though by kachim people are careful, to st- to know the halachas, still, still he was he he was mafid. So so the Gemara says. So again, uh, so 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 um, So Gemara says no. So we see the Rabbi Huda is goes there even though by bechor that's kachim even though people separate from it even though people are mafid on the halachas of kachim. So we still see that Rabbi Huda says you can't do anything with the animal. So Gemara says, no. He says, he says over there, uh, a Kohen is concerned about his uh, uh, about his uh, money because he's going to get he doesn't get the bechor. So he's so Amrina Isharisle. If we allow you to bloodlet, in a place where you won't make a mum, I'm on the Amid base. I might. I might come by accident, but I might come to do it in a place that you wouldn't make a mum. The Rabbanan and the Rabbanan who allowed a kosher came to Elo Sharis Lake Cloud. If I don't, uh, the Rabbanan were concerned that because the opposite, because, because because it's a person's money is involved here, that if I tell you you can't touch it, Dafka is going to go you do, do it and, and make a mum. Omi Amrina and the Rabbi Huda Adam Bohum. But does Rabbi Huda really say that 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 that's a concern that a person is concerned uh, uh, that we decree preventive measures because a person is in turmoil over his money? We have a mishnah. Rabbi Huda We may not curry uh, uh, an animal on yontiv. I think it means to comb it, right? Yeah. yeah. On yontiv because it might make a wound. But we make curry an animal with a wooden comb since it doesn't make a wound. And we see right, Rabbi Huda says it's okay. You can't use a metal or a wooden comb. 
Vitanya, Ezo Hikido, Ezo Kirtsov, what's considered uh, uh, currying and what's considered Kirtsov. Kidor Ketana Vosim Chabura. Kidor refers to currying with a comb that has a thin teeth which, which can make a wound. Kirtsov Kidolem Venosim Chabura. A Kirtsov refers to currying with a comb that has a thick teeth which does not make a wound. We see from this that although a person is anxious to groom his animal to preserve their health, Rabbi Huda permits currying with a wooden comb and is not concerned that it might make uh, a wound even though he's anxious. So the Gemara says, no, awesome, the Isha of slay Mesus. There, in the case of Bukhor, if you leave the animal untreated, it will die. If we don't uh, curry the animal, the animal will be uh, uncomfortable, but uh, not such a big deal. Lo amrinin adam bahol al-mamona. Rabbi Huda, maishna gabi chametz to gozer. So why by chametz does he decree not to search for it after it's oser? Or maishna gabi kirtzot to lo gozer. But yet here, he's not so concerned. So he says, lechem belechem nechlech. Bread that is forbidden on Pesach is readily confused with bread that's permitted the rest of the year. Kirtzot kirtzot lo machlech. Covering with a wooden comb is not confused with covering with a metal comb. Right. If you're using the wooden comb, you know you're using the wooden comb. And you're not going to come to to forget and, and curry with a metal comb. Okay. I, I sure that the, what you were saying, the matzah looked the same. Right. Right. Soft bread, probably. Yeah, could be. Right. Rabbi Meir or Right. I'm sure it did. I could not taste different. Uh, Rabbi Meir or Omer. Uh, Ochlem kol you could eat to the end of the fifth hour on the 14th. That's now we it. But and then you could you burn it at the beginning of the sixth hour for between five and six. Rabbi Kolarba, you can eat the fourth hour, Now the fourth hour means three hours and one minute to three hours and fifty-nine minutes. That's called the fourth hour. The fifth hour is four hours and one, meaning the late, meaning you could eat until the latest time to to, to up, daven. Up to, up, to that. Uh, up to the fourth hour until the latest time to to daven. It's mantuila, a vetol and kolchamish, and then and then from four oh one to 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 the fifth hour to the end of to four fifty nine, you're allowed to hang out. You don't have to do anything with the kolchamish. Uh, you can't eat it, but you're allowed to benefit from it. You don't have to burn it. That means at the fifth hour, you burn it at 5.01. Uh, it's the beginning of the sixth hour. Another thing. Two of the Korban Toda, Pesulos, is Pesul, Munachos, Agava Itztaba. Kozma, here, she said, this is by the, 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 the Korban. Two invalid Chomets uh, loaves of of a toda offering, okay, a toda, a ten of each of these three types. Where there's three types of bread, ten of them were chomets. So, so if you have two invalid leaven loaves of a toda offering, munachas agabe itzva were placed on the top of a bench in the base of migdash on erev Pesach. Kolzman shemunachos, as long as they lay there, kolo amochlin, all the people would eat chomets. Nitla achas tolin. When one was removed, they would suspend their chametz. So I mean, I mean, it was like a reminder. They took they took a chametz uh, from a korban that was puzzle. I, I guess. Uh, it probably means the people that could see it. Yeah, kola am ochlim nitla. It also means a, a designation of time. It doesn't necessarily mean that you see the event, right? Kola am ochlim nitla echad tolen. So they had two. The first one was to, to remind people to stop eating. And then the second loaf would remind people that they have to burn the chametz. Uh, they, 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 would, uh, they would burn uh, the chametz. You know what this is similar to? The Gemara and Shabbos says they used to blow shofar on, on Erev Shabbos at different stages. The first time is to, so, to tell the people, uh, you know, Shabbos is coming. The second time was to close the stores, and then, uh, and then the third time was to tell people to to separate from malacha. It's like the siren. Right? The, Ram, the Ramah brings down that the Ramah, the Ramah writes that that's a, a meritorious practice, to, a meritorious practice to to to, to have a, a siren go off on Friday afternoon to remind people to be bodom and malacha. 
Anyway, so he says, You can eat chametz de kachulin, the whole fourth hour, and chuma even on, on the fifth hour because you're not allowed to uh, purposely lose, uh, get rid of kachim uh, via dying. And, and on the fifth hour, uh, since since been a Torah, you were like, yeah. Well, it, it became hummus. It was bread. It was it made. They made it into bread. Um, and we serve from So by the truma, you you have you, you could burn it later because we're not allowed because only not eating it in the fifth hour is the rabbonah, and you're not allowed to purposely discard kachim. So so they allowed you to eat the truma in the fifth hour, and then you burnt it at the beginning of the sixth hour. So Tanan Asim. Uh, so we have we have a Mishnah. Uh, this is in Mesechus Rosh Hashanah. Uh, not, not, not Rosh Hashanah, Sanhedrin. Um, it, it, the Mishnah is talking about Adim who testify about a capital crime. <laughs> One witness says that it was the second of the month. So, so the Edu son Kayamas. We don't say... We don't say um, that that their testimony is fit, is wrong, even though one said two different dates because they were consecutive dates. Why? Because it's possible that one guy knew that they made the last month 30 days and the other guy didn't. So he assumed it was the third of the month as opposed to the second of the month. By the way, just a, a side note, uh, Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the only yuntif that doesn't necessarily end on the same date every year. Based on how many days Kislev? Because Kislev alternates. Cheshwan and Kislev are the only months of the year that are not consistent. Sometimes they're both 29, sometimes they're both 30, sometimes they alternate. So, so it's possible that Hanukkah, this year I think it ends on Gimel. It's possible for Hanukkah to end on the 3rd of Teves or the 2nd of Teves. It's a, <laughs> It's the only yanta that goes into a second month. Yeah, right. So, so I'm saying, so I'm saying that idea that you, they, the person doesn't know what, what you know of the ebor. But if there's a two day discrepancy, then we don't we don't accept it. If somebody said the, the third hour and one said the fourth hour. The, that's okay, but a third and the fifth, no good. According uh, to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Huda Oimer, he do some kayemis. Even in that case, echom evchamesh, echom evsheva, he do some betela. Shevchamesh, chama b'mizrah, uvsheva, chama b'mar. Interesting. He says the 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 if they said the the sec if they were all, the second and the third, so the sun in the sky is very similar in early in the morning, but once you got to the middle of the day. And 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 you have a uh, you know the sun it, it does look different outside in the middle of the day. Right, that's right. No, but really by the seventeenth it looks. No, no, the hours the hours are the same. But okay, the second. No, but this is by hours. This is not by the no, day. They say the second day and the third day. If it's okay. Right. But let's say it's the eighth day, ninth day. Person knows the dates by then. Who's that? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway. It's already moving towards West. When, when you look carefully at this, according to Rabbi Meir, um, a, person, a person doesn't really, a person is not so mistaken. A person does not err in calculating the time at all. This is just a question of, of he didn't know about the Ibra Chodesh. Uh, a person can make a mistake by a half hour. Therefore, if one said the third hour and one said the fifth hour, certainly, then certainly, according to Rabbi Meir, they had different hours in mind and the testimony doesn't work. The, the story that they testified was, was when, when is when, when the second hour was leaving and the third hour was coming in. 
Right, but but the story that they were discussing, two verses three, meaning even if you hold that a person doesn't make a mistake on the hour, but I might consider the beginning of the next hour, I might call it differently. I could say it's the end of the second hour or the beginning of the third hour. So that's why the Abus is Kayemis, because I'm really saying the same. I'm really saying... The other guy, I'm calling it the second hour still. He's calling it the third hour. I mean, after the end of this, the second hour is over. So that's why. The story happened in the four and a half hours. He meant to say the end of the third hour, and he made a mistake a half hour. But, Right, right. But also keep in mind that um, keep in mind that that, that we were we were concerned about by 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 officials. We went the extra we went the extra mile. Uh, I gotta finish this up quickly because I gotta go. Amar Abaye said Abaye because Tim Salomar the Dibe Rabbi Meir Adam Toem Mashu a court. Another version is that Rabbi Meir says a person can make a slight error. That no, Rabbi Huda will say that, that he can make a mistake an hour plus. According to Rabbi Meir, it's a slight mistake. Therefore, if someone says in the third hour and one says the fifth hour, certainly they're not talking about the same thing. But if a person says the second hour or the third hour, then we say Then we could say no. He was either at the either he meant the end of the second hour, or the beginning of the third hour, which is really the same time. And one of them just was slightly off. The story can be at the at at the beginning of the third hour or the beginning of the fifth hour. Because because it's he, he, the discrepancy could be that much uh, is what you're saying because they didn't know exactly what the time was. The chad binay katoy of shal mashu, and 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 one and one of them uh, could could make a mistake uh, um, uh, a little a little bit. Okay, so we didn't get to the punchline here, but we're gonna we're gonna stop uh, and we're gonna figure out what this has to do with our Gemara. But I think it has to do with, with, with the hours that were mechavein to eat chamez. But we'll stop here, and we'll pick up on this tomorrow night.